0: Hi, and welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray that as you listen, you'll be both encouraged and challenged to step into what God has in store for you. Here's this week's message from Pastor Claude. Blessed to be able to come in your living home and your in, uh, in your house. And uh, if you're here for the first time, if you're connecting with us for the first time... Uh, Hey, welcome, blessings on you. And if you are a GMC-er and, uh, and you do this regularly and you meet with us on a weekly basis, awesome to have you. And just a, a brief reminder, um, temperature is getting getting better and we're all excited for that. At the same time, be uh, careful not to neglect your spirituality. It's important for us to stay connected. Even though we're doing this, we invite you to continue to join us. The beauty with with this is that you can watch it whenever you want, right? So, But it's important to stay connected together, to stay connected to GMC, and we invite you to do that. By the way, we're also having a prayer summit this Thursday. We invite you to join in, and uh, we'll have a great time praying because we know that uh, in this season, we need to see God move, and we want to see God move, and uh, so we'll come together in prayer. All right, well, um, we are in this series called Who, who Do You Think You Are? And uh, we've been talking about our identity in Christ, and this morning I'd like to talk about being an overcomer. Can you tell your neighbor that, or the person beside you that you are an overcomer? And uh, can you can you also say that you're ready for this? Can you say... Pastor Claude, I'm I'm ready to hear what God has to tell me this morning or today. Uh, I I'm excited about this message. I believe that God wants to speak to us. It really spoke to me, and I was preparing for this. And I just hope that uh, uh, you would uh, be encouraged by by this word uh, this uh, this morning. One of the one of the reality of of COVID is that it brought a lot of uh, changes. Right, it brought a lot of changes in in me. Uh, as a pastor, how to pastor Gospel Mission Church in this season. And it's been a challenge just to uh, adjust, to talk to the mic or talk to the camera. It's been difficult or it was, it has been an, adjust, an adjust, adjustment. And um, when I look at my wife also, when I look at Micheline, when it came to grow. It's been a challenge, too, to do ministry before the, the camera and not having the kids around. And, and uh, so one of the things we had to do is we had to come together and say, hey, we can do this. Like, uh, uh, let, let's do this. Let's grow in this. Let's uh, maximize the moment. Let's, uh, uh, let's go beyond our comfort zone and, and uh, take a hold of what God has in store. And uh, so far, so good. Uh, God is giving us the grace to do this. And I believe it's the same thing with you guys, right? There's challenges that you're facing, maybe new challenges when it comes to this season. Maybe it's old challenges. Maybe it, it's linked to uh, the challenges that you face is linked to your finances or maybe your relationships. Um, maybe when it comes, maybe it's your personal uh, uh, your self-worth, uh, sins you're dealing with, maybe addiction. Maybe in this time you're, you're more drawn to go to the liquor, liquor store than never before. I, I don't know what you're dealing with, but one of the things that we need to see and we need to believe, and when we look at God's word, God calls us overcomers. That's pretty amazing, right? He, he doesn't say that we, were, we will become overcomers, but that we are overcomers in position in Christ. And I think that's a, uh, important, uh, point or, uh, an important point or an important thing that we need to take a hold of when it comes to life. God has called me to overcome. God has called me to step in what he has in store for, for us. So I, I want to encourage you today, from my heart to your heart, uh, I want you to see yourself as an overcomer. And that's the heart of the message this morning is that you would see yourself as an overcomer that you would not see yourself based on the circumstances that you're facing or the, uh, the climate that is around you but that you would see yourself as an overcomer in Christ and um, if you have your Bible take a take a look at what it says in Romans chapter 8 verse 31 it refers to us as overcomers uh, and uh, so that's what we want to do we want to step in this and we want to see yourself ourselves as overcomers, and uh, I'd like to read from Romans chapter 8, verse 31. It says, if God is for us, who can be against us? Just that is an awesome start, right? If God is for us, who can be against us? And again, it mentions here that God is with us, that we're not alone. So whatever we face, wherever we are, whatever season that we are in, we need to know that God is for us. And it says in verse 32, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Meaning that he is going to provide to our needs, that he is with us, but he also going to provide to our needs. So we're called to rely on him. And then it says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And he mentions seven things that could separate us from the love of Christ. Shall tribulation, that means hardship. Maybe you're going through hardship. Maybe you are going through different stuff when it comes to your business. Maybe you've experienced a miscarriage, carriages, carriage. Maybe there's so many b- babies, maybe, maybe your kids are not following the Lord and you're 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 experiencing hardship. And then it says distress and distress talks about being discomfort and, and discomfort where things are not going according to what you expected or Uh, things have changed and and it it brings you to a place where um, you don't know exactly what to do. And then it says persecution. So when you experience persecution, and that could be you as a businessman or a businesswoman that you're making deals and you want to do things right. And then, it, and then your um, your challenge to uh, to uh, to uh, do, uh, do to do life or to do uh, your business like the ways of the world, or if you w- would be in school, uh, to live for Christ could be a, ta- a, a challenge when it comes to other people. So you might be experienced persecution, and then it says famine. Famine is a, a lack. Maybe financially you're stressed. Maybe uh, there's some challenges at that level. And the next one, it says nakedness. Well, hopefully that you're not listening to this or watching this naked. <laughs> hey, if you are, I invite you to get dressed. And if you are, we don't want to hear about it. But uh, here it talks about nakedness. That means that you are in lack, you are in need. And, th- and then it says danger. It's, uh, danger refers to the unknown. You don't know what's up. You don't know what's coming your way. And the last one is sword. It talks about the fear of death, that death might be coming your way. So how, how do you deal with all this? Like, what, what, how do you, how do you um, face all this? It's verse 37, where it says no. And it's not no as knowledge, but no as saying no. No in all these things. We are more than conquerors through him who loves us. We are more than conquerors through him who loves us. And it talks about being an overcomer. And uh, when it comes to the original, in the original language, to be more than a conqueror, it's, uh, it's more than a win. It's more than arriving, let's say, uh, if you, let's say, you, you love hockey and hopefully we'll have some in the fall, right? Um, it's more than a tie and then you go on in, in overtime and you just win by the skin of your teeth. When it says here, overcomer in the original, it talks about winning uh, by a, a landslide. It's like the example of winning in hockey, if you would play hockey and you would win 10-0. That would be kind of a, uh, winning by a mile. It's, it, it, that's what it means, that God's intention and God's desire for us is to be overcomers. And not just surviving, not just by the skin of our teeth, but to win with a, 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 like, with a sure victory. And this is what God says, he calls us overcomers. So, so you are an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. And I need to see that settle in my heart. I need to see that settle in my heart that I'm an overcomer. Tell someone beside you that you are an overcomer. Uh, based on the seven things that was mentioned by Paul to the Romans, uh, it might speak to you. Maybe one of them is speaking to you. But God is calling you to be an overcomer, to overcome. And that is amazing. When we have a picture of who our God is, that he makes the earth his, his footstool and in the, in the heaven His throne it gives us a big picture, a better picture of who's on our side, right? You, you look at God's intervention in the life of his people, it's amazing. You look at God when he liberated uh, the Israelites from Egypt. It was a, it was a landslide, right? The whole army of Pharaoh was swallowed by the Red Sea. And it was a sure win. It was not even doubtable. It was not even questionable. It was not like, did God really win? No, it was a sure, definite win. And this is how God functions. I like the story of Jericho, When Joshua leads the people to walk around a city, and the wall was so thick, right, and and probably those living in Jericho were laughing at the Israelites that came with their forks, uh, with their sticks, because uh, they had nothing else, they just came out of Egypt, and now they're facing this humongous wall or city, and how can it fall? and God had a way, and they blew their horn, and what happened is the wall came uh, falling down, and, and, and God was with them, and the reason why I can be uh, an overcomer, it's not because of what I have done and my abilities, it's because of Christ in my life. If you have Christ in your life, and you are a believer, you are an overcomer. Who do you think you are? Well, you are an overcomer. Does that mean that you won't have any challenges? Does that mean that you won't face any issues? Well, if you are an overcomer, is that it, it, it's because you'll have to overcome things, right? Makes sense. So you don't need to be an overcomer if you don't have to overcome anything. And that's what John chapter 16, verse 33 says. In this world, you will have trouble. So Jesus says, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And because of him overcoming the world, he, he swallowed death by his resurrection. We're seated with him in the heavenlies. Uh, we are fused with Christ. We're unified with Christ. Then I can overcome and I am called an overcomer. So it's very important as we do life, as we face the season, as we move forward, how we view ourselves is huge. Do I see myself as an overcomer? And I believe that if I see myself as an overcomer, and I believe that what God has done was to bring me to a place of victory, that God wants me to live victoriously. Yeah, facing issues. Yeah, dealing with what is before me. But God wants me to have victory in these situations. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But how can I be an overcomer? How can I overcome? That's a very good question, right? Well, the first thing you want to do is, or the first thing you want to absorb is I need to know that God loves me. That's my number one point. And that's what it says in verse 37, for we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. So I need to know that I'm loved by God. I need to know that I'm valued by God. I need to know that God is on my side. That God is not against me, that I'm not fighting against God, but that, but that God is on my side and he wants my best and he wants to lead me. He wants to empower me. He wants me to succeed in his will. He wants me, he wants to unfold his plans and what he has in store uh, to do uh, through me and around me. So God is not against me. Greater is he that is in me than the one is in the world. So it's very important for us to know that, that we're valued and loved by God. And sometimes we, ne- we need to stop and look at this thought and, and, and say, okay, God, do I really trust that you love me? Do I really trust that, do I really believe that you love me? Because when it comes to, like I mentioned a while ago, when it comes to tribulation, hardship, distress, discomfort, persecution, famine, well, jump nakedness, nakedness uh, danger, and sword. What do I do with that, right? What do I do with this? I need to know that God is with me in that moment. So whatever you're facing today, whatever is before you, from the business world to your personal life, to your family, uh, your relationship, God is with you. I was talking to a young mom yesterday and and she was saying that it was difficult to have all her kids at home every day and to become a teacher, it was a challenge. And uh, I was asking her how she was managing it. And she said, it's getting easier, it's getting better. And she was overcoming her situation and I think that's fantastic. And I believe it's, it's important for us to take hold of this truth that God is calling me an overcomer. If you can remember one thing this morning, is that God is calling you an overcomer. So how do you overcome? It's to know that I'm loved by God and valued by Him. Secondly, it's when I embrace persistence, when I learn not to quit, where I learn not to lower my arms. Like I was saying earlier, uh, when we started to do this and being disconnected with you guys, like I said, every time that I did this, do do this, is uh, we misuse badly, and it's hard to know how you're doing because I don't know how you're doing. And sometimes I get a little overwhelmed, right? And, uh, it's easy to get caught with discouragement because I don't know where people are at and, and, uh, and what it brings me to. It's a place of where I'm called to depend on God. And, uh, and so when it comes to, uh, doing what we're called to do, we we've got to embrace persistence. We've got to not quit and not focus on the negative. And I, I think it's a lot to do with a thought life, and I'll talk about that in a moment. What, what Paul says about um, uh, being an overcomer, he, he compares life as running a race, that we're all in a race, and we're called to run to win. We're called to run to win. Whatever is before you, God has called you to win. It's like when you got married, um, you can't arrive in your marriage or start a marriage and say, well, I'll give it my best shot. You know, I'll give it my best shot. You know, I'll give it a try. No, you can't do that. It's same when you have kids. Well, you know, yeah, I'll give it my best shot. Let's try to have kids and oh, I'll give it my best, my best shot. It has to be more than your best shot, right? You have to run to win. It's even starting a business. If you have this mindset, well, I'll start a business and... I'll give it my best shot. Well, it's a good chance it won't go very far. So, so, so when it comes to life, Paul says, when you run, run to win. Run as a victor. Run with uh, the knowledge that you are an overcomer. It's important for us to gear ourselves like this, otherwise we'll quit. And that's what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. It says, do you not know that in a race all runners run? Right? Anybody can show up at a marathon. Anybody can say I can run. So, so the question is not about storing, or it's not about just being part of the race. But it says, and after the comma, it says, "But only, uh, but only the one, uh, only one gets the prize." Sorry, run in such a way to get the prize. Only one the prize. Only will win the prize, and run in such a way. So Paul wants us to run the pra- run the race with the anticipation, with the desire to win. Not just to do life, not just to coast, but to win with the, the attitude, uh, to, to run with the attitude of winning. And I think that's important. So, so why can I do this? It's because Christ is with me, and, C- and Christ has called me an overcomer. You find so many examples of overcomers in the Bible. Uh, I like the story of Zacchaeus that was walking in guilt. He was a tax collector. And Jesus was passing by, and he went up the tree, even though it was a small dude. He went up the tree, and he wanted to see Jesus. He, 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 he went beyond his guilt, went beyond his size, and he went up the tree. And Jesus had supper in his house, and there was an break, uh, awesome breakthrough in his life. Another example is the story of Bartimaeus, that he's outside of Jericho, and he's a blind man. And Jesus passing by, and, he's, and he yells, Son of David, have mercy on me awesome example of, of overcoming. And then you have the lady with a, a, loss, a loss of blood where she was six, sick for 12 years and she spent all her money spending it on doc, doctors to be healthy and she wasn't and she made a way in the crowd and she touched the garment of Jesus. What an awesome image, right? Of persistence. You got the story of Anna that she's at the temple, and she's crying because she's barren, and she's been there over and over again, and at this time, she's just weeping at the temple, and she's saying, God, if you give me a son, I'll give him back to you, and and, uh, she was persistent. She did not quit, Uh, and God uh, blessed her significantly with Samuel, and then you look at David before this giant Goliath, right, where you have a shepherd Boy, with a slingshot that is facing this, this, this warrior, that, this giant, and we know the story how David won. And I like when it says in 1 Samuel chapter 19, verse 5, it's Jonathan is talking to his dad, Saul. And he says, have you for- forgotten about the time he risked his life to kill the Philistine giant and how the Lord brought a great victory to all Israel as a result? And, and you see here, uh, uh, John is talking to Saul about, uh, about David and, and uh, David risked his life and he was able to bring uh, a great victory and he, he took a risk. He believed that God was with him. He approached Goliath as an overcomer. You might have some Goliaths in your life and God wants you to approach it as an overcomer. Greater is he that is in you than the one is in the world. And I, would, I could go on and on with the list, right? I could talk about uh, Peter that failed the night the Lord and he had a great comeback. I could talk about Zerubbabel that is called to build a temple and uh, he is overwhelmed by all the rebels, and now God says to him, Go and build a temple. And you find a story in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 10, and where God says to him, Do not despise these small beginnings. And later on, or earlier in verse six, it says, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. So this this huge task that he had to build the temple and how he didn't have the mind power, didn't have the resources. He was just before this great mountain of rubble, but God was with them. God called him to be an overcomer. He was an overcomer before his situation. Listen, if God placed you some, somewhere, if God gave you marriage, if God give, gave you a family, kids, a job, a church, a, a community, he has called you to be an overcomer, all right? God has called you to be an overcomer. Uh, you might say, Pastor, um, you don't really understand what I'm going through. You, you, yeah, it's easy for you to, to say that, but i am going to tell you that They've, there's something that I've learned in my years of ministry is to be an overcomer. Um, I was talking with a pastor last week, a younger pastor, and he was talking, asking me questions about church and all that. And it was, uh, it was a, a good conversation. I think I spent three hours with him, pouring in his life. And at one point I told him, you know, uh, so many times I wanted to quit. So many times I resigned in my, in my head. Uh, as we grew in number as, uh, as a church, I wanted to resign. I didn't think I was good enough. I didn't think I was capable to bring the church to the next level. Uh, it was a battle within. And uh, I look at my, my own journey where so many times people looked at me and said, well, I don't think he can do it. And uh, I've, uh, I look back in my years, many times and many occasions, people saw, looked at me and said, well, uh, I don't think he's going to do a lot in his life. If I would have let people define me, I would not be where I am today. And uh, I'm not saying that it's, not, it's, a, it's a journey. It needs to happen all the time. And I don't do that very often because uh, I, I like to talk this way in many occasions, but I, I've got to let you know that persistence and, uh, and perseverance is something that I've learned in my life and uh, that I'm an overcomer, that if God calls me, I can overcome. I can do what I'm called to do. I can fulfill. Does it mean it's easy? No. Does it mean that, I, that there's a need for me to adjust? There's a need for me to grow all the time? And it's the same thing for you. You can be an overcomer. You can grow. You can, you, 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 can, you can fulfill your mandate. I was telling this young man that, like, for me to, to speak publicly, it's not natural. Um, I'm an introverted. And so for me, it's always a challenge to do this. And then God calls me. But I know that if he calls me, then I can do it. And I have adopted this mindset of being an overcomer, to go beyond and to say, God, what's next? And I want you to do the same. I want you to expect uh, a lot from the Lord. I like what David said. One of the, it's an awesome verse. I invite you to write it in your Bible or, or to, uh, to write it somewhere. I think it's so cool. Psalm 18, verse 29. In your strength, I can crush an army. Wow. In your strength, I can crush an army. I like the next one. With my God, I can scale any wall. I can scale any wall with my God. I can face any army with my God. What a verse. And David wrote this, sang this by experience, right? So you want want to press on, right guys? You want to press on. You, You don't want to throw the towel. You don't want to quit because God has called you an overcomer. You are an overcomer. So, who do you think you are? Well, you are an overcomer. So, you want to scale the wall that God is before you. Maybe it's depression maybe it's uh, your business, uh, your finances are not where are they, you would want them to be or your projection. God wants you to, s- to scale that wall and not to give up, not to throw a towel. And most of the time, people don't really see that, but it's something that happens in your heart. Uh, before, you give out, uh, 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 before you give up in your marriage, uh, physically, you do it in your heart. So I want you to re- realign your heart and to see yourself as an overcomer. Please see yourself as an overcomer because this is who you are in Christ. So how do I become an overcomer? Thirdly, is when I don't let fear handle me. When I don't let fear handle me, you know, where fear controls you, where I'm the, I'm a master to fear, where I have a plan or I believe God wants me to do something, but fear comes my way and then I quit. Then I threw the towel because fear overwhelms me. Fear dictates uh, my direction, dictates uh, my perspective. I, I don't want to see fear um, handle me. I don't want to compromise. I don't want to settle. I want to fight for what God has given me. I want to fight for my marriage, fight for my ministry, fight for my business, fight for the calling that is upon my life and not to shrink away. And one of the greatest examples of that is Joshua and Caleb. You know the 12 spies that went to the promised land to scan the promised land and to bring a report? Well... uh, What happened before is God told the Israelites that the promised land was going to be theirs. It was promised. It was not the first time that that was said that they were called to go to the promised land and to conquer the promised land because God uh, told them in advance that was going to happen. And also they saw God's provision. They saw God's track record opening the Red Sea, the manna, the birds, uh, the water, uh, the bitter water turned to sweet, so on and so on. They saw the glory of God. They saw the, the pillar of fire. They saw the cloud of glory. They saw so much, right? And so when Caleb and Joshua entered the promised land, that's what they saw. They saw, they, they remembered the word of the Lord, what God told them. They also remembered what God has done. So they approach a promised land with that perspective, and the 10 others, when they went into the promised land, because there were 12 spies, 10 of them came back and they said, oh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the Philistines or the, the Palestine, Palestinian, and now it's not Palestine, it's Israel, but before that, uh, they were, the Palestines were there, and they said, oh, they're like giants. Well, and, and we, we see them, they're giants and we're grasshoppers. Well, they definitely didn't see themselves as overcomers. They saw themselves as grasshoppers. They were overwhelmed by fear. They forgot what God had told them. And they forgot God's track record. So what they did is they focused on these giants, right? And Joshua and Caleb didn't. They didn't didn't look at the giants. They looked at their God. They didn't look at how, 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 they didn't look at their own abilities. They believe that God has had brought them so far, he will continue to do the same. So it's important for us to see ourselves as overcomer. How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as a grasshopper before what is before you? Maybe you're facing a wall today. Do you see yourself as a grasshopper? Hey, when it comes to your finances, do you see yourself as a grasshopper? When it comes to your relationships, do you see yourself as a grasshopper or do you see yourself as an overcomer? You see, like I said a while ago, I I think the battle starts on the mind. If I think of myself as a grasshopper, there's a good chance I'll behave like a grasshopper. I, I really believe that the battle starts on the mind. If I make an inner vow that I can't and I won't, if I make this inner vow, oh, I, I just can't and, I, and I, it will never pan out and, and I feed myself with a fatalist fatalist mindset, it's going to paralyze me. I don't want to see fear take control of, my, of me. I don't want to see fear be my master. I want to see myself as an overcomer in Christ. In Christ Jesus, I can do all things. Amen. So I, I want to take a hold of this truth. I like what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. It says, "We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God." So we demolish arguments that comes against God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So your goal is to obey Christ. Your goal is to do his will. Not to run your own race, but to run his race. Like we said earlier in the series, I'm, Christ, I'm, I'm Christ's masterpiece for the master's plan, right? So there's a master plan and God preparing me for this. So, so how do I do this? I gotta bring my thought captive in Christ. I, I can't let my, my thoughts go to the left or to the right. I've gotta look to God. I've gotta bring my thoughts captive so it will be focused on obeying Christ and not be controlled by fear. So in all this, God is not surprised and God is never cornered. And God never looks at your life as, oh, I didn't know that was going to happen. He knows, he knows where you are and he knows what you're facing and he wants you to live your chin up and to live like an overcomer. Like we said last week, you're an ambassador, but you're also an overcomer. All right. That you're called to live victoriously because of Christ. My last point uh, this morning or today is when I discern God's will and when I submit to Christ. When I ch- seek his will and I submit to Christ. To be an overcomer, it's not running, like I said, my own race and do my own thing. I, I got to hear what he has to say. I got to come before him. It comes back to this. It comes back to my relationship with God. And this is why I- I'm called to have this dialogue and this relationship with God and say, God, what are you up to? What do you want to say what is your plan? What do you see in this situation? Because I might see a wall, but God may see a growth in my life. God may show me how to address the wall. So this is why I need to go to God. So when it comes to being an overcomer, it's not running a solo and and uh, and doing my own stuff. Like uh, there's no ramble, Christians. Okay where you go and you conquer an army on your own. Uh, You you can't do that. You need God, right? You need to have God with you, and you need to have his input. You need to submit and surrender to him and ask him, God, what do you want to do in this? Because God has a plan. God has a purpose. God has something in store. And so you want to align yourself with his will. And that's what Romans chapter 12 says. Uh, verse two talks about. If you look at the, uh, uh, well, I'll read verse two where, where it says, do not confirm any, any longer the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Look what it says. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. So I can know his perfect will when I submit myself to him. So God has called you to be an overcomer. You are an overcomer. But what you need to do is you need to inquire of him. You need to have his input. You need to come before God with a white sheet of paper and not to come to God as this is what I want you to do, God, but more God, what do you want to do, right? What is your plan? You don't come before God with an agenda. You let God give you his agenda. And when you have that approach, then you'll have Ramas where God will speak to you. And it will, it will overwhelm you and give you a sense of faith. And then you'll be able to face whatever you're facing because God spoke to you, right? I like Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 13. My last verse I want to read to you. It says, if you listen, you see, it starts with this. If you listen to these commands, the commands of the Lord your God that i that i'm giving you today and if you uh, and if you carefully obey them so you put them into practice you carefully obey them look look at the blessing here the lord will not i will but the lord will the lord will make you the head and not the tail wow and you will always be on top and never at the bottom he's talk at this in this verse he's talking to the Israelites but I think it's a principle for us to apply that what we want to do is we want to do life his way we want to consult him we want to walk with him we want to listen to what he has to say and if I do this if I submit to him if I choose to do his will and I inquire of the Lord what happened is that, God will bring victory in my life and I will be able to stand not only in position, but, all, but also in a daily, in daily living where I will be able to overcome. So just to wrap up this morning, you are an overcomer. Put a smile on your face. You are an overcomer. God has called you to be a, an overcomer. You are an overcomer. Who do you think you are? You can look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm an overcomer. I can do this in Christ. I can finish my race. I can be fruitful. I can see my marriage bloom. I can see a breakthrough in my finances as I do things God's way. I can see uh, a breakthrough in, in, in in my emotions if I'm dealing with depression and so on and so on. Because I know that we all have challenges before us. And one of the ways for us to be able to, to move on or to surpass them, it's to see ourselves as overcomers and to believe that God is with us. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the GMC podcast. For more info about what's going on this week, check out gmchurch.ca. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful week.